It's November 17th, 2021. We're coming to you live from 1,268 miles southwest of the world's shortest river. It's time for episode one of season 15 of the Long Shot podcast. Tonight's episode, the Brendan Fraser and Amelia Earhart episode. And now, please welcome the hosts of The Long Shot, Amber Kenny and Sean Conroy. Hello and welcome to The Long Shot Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Amber Kenny, recording from my house because of Zoom, ha ha ha, um, <laughs> alongside the other co-host here with us tonight, Sean Conroy. Recording from my house, ha ha ha. The crowd goes wild. Um, unfortunately, Joe and Jamie still on assignment. They're gone. They're gone. They're history. They are... They are Atlantis. They are the Atlantis of this program. They may have existed at one time. The legend continues, but there's no... <laughs> I feel like they're closer to Amelia Earhart, where it's like, we knew them, and we saw them, but we can't find them now. They disappeared. Yes. <laughs> They'll find, like, a wing of Joe's plane on a South Pacific island at some point. It sounds nice. Or where did they, where did they, was it the, I don't remember where they found, didn't they find like some wreckage of her plane many, many years later? Yeah, probably. The Bermuda Triangle. Have you heard of it? Bermuda, yeah, yeah. Much nicer. And closer. How are you? I am okay. I'm okay. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's explore that okayness. Okay, so here's here's a story that I would like to tell. And this will be it for me. Probably not, but let's start there. Uh, I decided a couple days ago, I said to myself, you know, I should probably get a booster shot. I should get a booster shot shot. I mean, we've talked about it on this show before, the uncertainty of where to do that. The Oh, right. You were just driving around, like calling out like booster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. So I go- I used Google. Mm-hmm. I-, I frequent the Google site a lot and I use that as a search engine. You're not I alone. I put it. Yeah. No, I, apparently millions of people, uh, and there's all kinds of things where Google promotes certain things that we're not even aware of and whatever. But anyway, I put in there like search terms of booster shot, Los Angeles, get me uh, eligible. Hello. Ouchie. Ouchie, ouchie. You made it as confusing as possible yeah. for the search. <laughs> and it came up that it was 2,000 miles away. Uh, <laughs> no, I, so I, well, no, it immediately takes you to the LA County health site. And so I went there and, you know, whatever, this is all, uh, whatever, who cares? But 
I found that I could get a booster shot. I could walk in and get a booster shot for my, I'm a Moderna person. I, I'm ride or die Moderna, right? I heard you can mix and match though. But you Whatever the case not may to. be, I am ride or die Moderna. Yeah. So I was like, Moderna, and where are you? you're a brand whore. What's that? You're a brand whore. You always have well, your like Fendi purse. And- when you're an influencer, you have to be conscious of those things, you know? So I... So I found there was no place close by in terms of like drugstores or whatever, but there was supposedly a place you could walk in at Universal City, City Walk. No, (laughs) it's a big no. (laughs) So you clearly are smarter than I am. So I hopped in my little vehicle. For the listeners, just, I mean, to... Yeah, yeah, please. Set the, the scene a little bit. Um, Universal City Walk is one of the worst places on the planet. It is a fake city that is a mall that is designed by Universal Studios. And it's at the top of a mountain. So everyone who's there is like stuck there. And it's crowded and it's loud and there's flashing lights and it's mostly tourists. I mean, I don't know about now in the times of COVID, but. I've only ever really been there to go to the movies. Like they have movie theaters over there. And years ago when we would do. So when we first started doing ASCAT, which at this point is. What? 16 years ago in Los Angeles. Um. We would stop the show or when we came out for the second half of the show, we would turn the lights off and have people because the show was free and we were like, it's free to get in, but you do have to pay to leave. There's going to be a bucket at the door on the way out. But if you have any gifts for us and we would turn the lights out and people would throw drugs on stage, there would be, you know, baggies full of weed and whatever. And that happened for a while. And then that caused some problems. And so it became about who can give us a life hack? What, what life hack can you give us? And the ones that I remember the most are that if you, people would always come in and say, if you lose your charger, if you leave your charger, if you lose your charger, if you leave your, if you have a charger and you lose it or leave it. And it is no more. You no more, you no more have charger. No, no charger. (laughs) You give your charger to a magician and the magician is only half good. So he makes it disappear, but he can't make it reappear. Um, You can go to a hotel, any hotel, you go to the hotel and you just say, Hey, I was here a couple nights ago and I left my charger in my room. Can I, do you have it? Can I get it? Oh, because they probably have just bins of chargers. Exactly. They pull out a box full of every variety of charger. Yeah. Because what are they going to do with it? Wow, wow, wow. So that was one tip that we would always get. But another one we would always get, and I can't remember if I'm getting this correct, but it was if you go to Universal City, tell them that you are there for a job interview and you can park in the Frankenstein lot for Oh my free. God. I don't want to hear about the Frankenstein lot right now. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> so Anyway, I never thought much about it. 
because the only times I've been there is for the movies. And when you go for the movies, you get your parking validated and whatever. But the thing about the Frankenstein lot is you better, well, you are fine because you always get to movies early, but you better get there early, buddy, because you have to go up a hill. You have to go across all of City Walk and like... See, You're I have not parking no, across the street from the movie theater. Buddy. I have no concept of, of, of any of that. So I know where Frankenstein is. Once you park your car, you have to you have a long walk to get to the movie. Yes. Right. Um, the other problem with the Frankenstein lot, which I found out later, is that it is cobbled together from a number of other lots. They built it out of uh, <laughs> classic Frankenstein joke. <laughs> um, but so I get to Universal City. It's the middle of the day. I drive up there. I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. I'm going to walk in. Mm-hmm. The people that work there are going to be thrilled that I'm there. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun and exciting. And I'm doing the right thing by getting the booster shot. And I drive up to the gate and the guy's like, yeah, it's $30 for parking. And I was like, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, 30 bucks. And I was like, are you joking? Okay. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I just, just to go in, I have to pay $30. And he goes, yeah, or you can have your car valet for 45 but if you buy a meal, it the valet price comes way down. And I just was like, fuck this. And I turned around and I left. So I left. That was the end of my quest for a booster shot. You still haven't gotten one. Hold on. On that day. On that trip. Not even that, not even that day. Trip. That drive, trip. That trip. So I turned around and I was like, let me just go to the drugstore, which did not show up in my search for booster shots. Let me go to the drugstore right by my house, which I should have gone to in the first place and find out what's going on. So I go into the drugstore. I literally walk in off the street. Well, I'm lying. I parked in the parking lot. So I walked in off the parking lot. (laughs) And I walk into the drugstore and I'm like, hey, are you guys doing boosters? And the guy's like, yeah, absolutely. So no appointment necessary. I can just get it right. And it's totally free. Totally free. Not Moderna, Pfizer. But as you already pointed out, you're allowed to mix and match. Mm-hmm. There's different theories about that, about whether... It's better one way or the other way, but it's certainly not worse. Like there's no, it's not a problem to get Pfizer if you started with Moderna, except that it might, I mean, I could see the impact on my follower count in, in uh, Instagram when I post, sure. you know, um, because people were like, oh. They're like, we thought you had brand loyalty. Right. But the guy was like, it's fine to get either one. You know, you, you're, it's not a problem. So I did it and I, you know, I said to the woman, the nurse, I guess she was a nurse. I suppose she was dressed as a nurse. I couldn't tell if it was like, maybe it was like a Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. But I said, how much of this is happening right now? And she was like, it just never stops. Like people are coming in constantly. So I was like, Oh, that's good. Um, And I, and I will say, I don't quite know how to communicate this, but I feel like there are certain events that happen. I don't know. I don't know if you ever feel this, but once in a while, if I do something, I feel the significance of, like, I feel like an emotional significance to the moment, you know? 
and I was thinking about it. And when I got the when I got the initial vaccine back in, I guess, March of this year, it was it was a big deal, but it was more like I wasn't sure what was happening. I wasn't sure if I was in the right place. I had to go wait online for a while in line, however you want to say it. I had to be there. And I remember taking a photo of myself standing online and sending it to my friends. Not all of my, I have. You have different of friends. groups of friends. Yeah. Right. So I only I didn't send it to everybody. If you're a friend of mine, you're listening to this and you didn't get that picture. It's not because I didn't. No, he's you. saying he's drawing a line in the sand. You're not actually my friend. Right. Basically. Uh, but I just, it was, it was just a weird, it, it wasn't like, holy shit, this is a weighty moment. It was more like. I guess this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily that, but like, well, <laughs> what's going on right now? You know what I mean? Whereas this time, I just sat there for a minute and I was like, a combination of a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit furious because here I was fucking up left and right. Like I went to universal city and then I didn't want to pay the $30 and whatever, but then I could just walk in off the parking lot and there was no appointment necessary. And this miraculous drug that is going to prevent me from getting this virus that is murdering people that has been killing people for years, uh, free of charge for nothing. Anybody could do that. Anyone could get it in this country at any time. And it's healthy and it's good for you and it's saving people's lives. And yet here we are in the midst of this fucking crazy fight about it, like an insane fight about it. For no reason except that a group of people realized it was to their benefit to trick people into thinking that there was something wrong about it. Whether it's that there are ingredients in it that are making you sick or whether it's that by saying you should do this, Somebody is infringing on your freedoms, your freedoms, whatever the fuck your freedoms are. Mm -hmm. They're taking them away from these communist, Marxist, socialist, phlebotomist, florist. And and it just, yeah, like I said, I don't quite know how to put it into words, but it kind of blew my mind because I was like, Imagine a thousand years ago when people were dying of bubonic plague and somebody said, you can go in and they'll just stick you for a second and then you'll be fine for the rest of your life. And people going, no, thanks, governor. I'd rather have boils on me, buddy. Not. It's crazy that I'm taking the pessimist route in this but i bet back then Mm -hmm. there was a faction of people that would have been against it like there's just don't listen listen to the medicals i mean they would all die out and it and it it would be sort of a natural um selection situation the human nature thing to take advantage of any situation i guess that's maybe true and just and just being oppositional 
right. taking advantage, but also because I maybe back then, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but th- there might have been people who just truly was like, it's witchcraft and I don't believe it. And now I'm dead. Right. Yes, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I guess the difference is it's so clear. I think I think that it's orchestrated now. Right. Like back then it would have been it it really would have been pure ignorance, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's manipulation and social media and Fox News and like all these people in positions of power who are like, it helps me be more powerful if I can convince people to be angry and scared of people who I oppose politically. So it's a political decision to make people angry and scared and therefore people are dying. Did you, know? you have any reaction? I've heard the, the boosters a, has hit people pretty hard. I, I, so when I got the, when I got the, um, the initial two, I, I didn't feel anything. Like I just, you know, I'm feeling nothing, whatever that song from the chorus line is, you know? Um, but the feeling that this bullshit is absurd. I got the vaccine or the booster shot on what's today, Thursday. I got it on Tuesday and I woke up Wednesday morning and I felt like I had been put in a sack and beaten with a stick all night. Like I just was completely destroyed. It was crazy. I keep hearing that. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And it wasn't like I had, I didn't have a fever. I didn't have chills or anything as far as I could tell. I mean, I I would have known if I had chills, but I couldn't tell. I didn't think I had a fever, but I just was physically destroyed all day. And then today as well, this morning, like I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I had a, I had to go out to lunch with some friends. I had some friends that I went to lunch with today. I didn't go to lunch with all my friends. I went to lunch with a couple of friends and that's just how it goes. Cause if I went with all of them, we would have to get a bigger, you'd have to get a bus. Well, at least a bigger table, you know? Yeah. Um, and we just got a booth because there wasn't that many of us. Where'd you uh, go? We went to arts delicatessen in studio city. Okay. Um, so we're eating inside now. Yeah. Well, there was an outside place, but we, we did go inside. You had to show vaccine. either a vaccine card or proof of a uh, negative COVID test. And it was weird because, first of all, I left my house without my vaccine card. I was halfway there. Because you shredded it and then you set it on fire. <laughs> I put it in a safe in <laughs> the middle of the ocean, dumped it in Osama bin Laden's body uh, so nobody would ever find it. You gave it to Amelia Earhart real quick. <laughs> but I but I was like, oh, fuck. And then I remember that I had taken a picture of it. So it's on my phone. So I was like, oh, I'm fine. I can just show it when I get there, I hope. Then I get to Studio City. And I obviously, in case you haven't noticed this, I find myself generally speaking in an oppositional relationship with the world. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so all it takes is the littlest thing for me to like, just be like, what the fuck? 
So this time the problem was, I don't know if you, I don't know how often you've been to Studio City, but as with many places in Los Angeles, and I'm sure many places in other large urban areas, parking is not mm. easy. Parking's the bane of my existence. Right. I, before I go somewhere, I'm like, I have to like scope it out so that I'm not. But how like, do you do that? Like, how do you, because I know if you know an area, you're like, oh, I can just go over onto Flim Flam Road and there's always, mm-hmm. you know, there's always parking at the shim shop. Um, but I don't know those things. Well, and then I also, I've had, this is from three, four years ago when I used to hang out with people, but, um, they would make fun of me because I would meet them in studio city or, or, um, somewhere. And I'm, I'm going to say basically the opposite of the story you're telling and that's okay. But I would like find a spot and be like, great. And I'd park my car and then it would, I would be like a mile away from the restaurant. And, and everyone's like, why did you park so far away? I'm like, cause there was a spot and I didn't want to drive around in circles. That's one that of insane? the, uh, yeah. no, no, no. that's one of the constant battles between my mother and my father is that my father, if they're on the way to somewhere and he sees a spot, he's like, there it is. I'm in. <laughs> doesn't matter how far away they are. My mother's like, Jack, please, can we get closer? Right. And that's been going I'd, on. I'd rather walk than stress about parking, truly. Right. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm happier and more comfortable on foot. Right. So, so, yeah. So I get up there and I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I have to find parking. And I'm like, luckily... One of the people I was meeting lives in Studio City, so I knew it wouldn't be a problem for that person. The other person is the person who every time we're meeting for lunch or whatever. I mean, literally every time, you know, 10 minutes before we're supposed to meet, sends a text saying, sorry, going to be late. So I was like, oh, I don't have to worry that I'm like just trying to. So I'm looking around for parking. There's all this construction going on Ventura Boulevard but I see a spot with a meter right there on Ventura Boulevard, right next to a construction site. I'm like, great. I back into it. I'm like, this is perfect. I find, I don't know if you agree with this, but I find that in LA, it's very tricky to know where the spot exactly is in relation to the meter. I feel like the meter is- They place it at random almost. So you're like, oh, I'm parked this far. You know, the meter is three quarters of the way up to the front of my car. Oh, nope. I'm all the way in the red zone because the spot is actually way back here. And that always, I feel like they're trying to trick you into parking illegally. No, it's about you. Yeah. Like I said, I have a very oppositional way. But anyway, uh, so I found a spot, get in, put my card in in the parking meter. Also, could, wait, really quick, I know mm-hmm. we're I know we're in like a oppositional to right. the world POV, right. but can we take a moment and appreciate the invention of credit card readers on? Yes, that is a big parking deal. meters. When it was just quarters, anymore. and you're like, I've got eleven nickels. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? Anyway. Right. No, no, no. That is a a great thing. No, sometimes there are things that happen that are like, oh, this is of benefit to the world. Mm -hmm. There has been progress made. And that is one of them that we can now use our credit and or debit cards, ATM cards of any kind to pay for parking. Except that then I look at my bill and I'm like, why the fuck did I get charged $3 at 
you know, 144. And then I'm like, oh, that was just parking. It's not right. a, because I'm ready. I have a chip on my shoulder. I'm always ready. Opposite, but it won't activate the parking meter. It doesn't work. And it keeps saying, see uh, local signs for parking. And I'm looking around. I'm, I'm literally right next to taped off construction equipment for a, for a work site. So I'm like, are they fucking like, did they, did they just not put the tape far enough? Am I not supposed to park here? Whatever. But I'm not going to stay there because I don't want to get a $75 parking ticket just to have if lunch. If you're lucky, 75 In Studio City, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I drive off, find another spot. Same, great. Perfect spot, not too far from, from the deli. I'm like, okay, this is going to be it. Stick my card in the thing. Nothing. Doesn't work. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it your card? It's not my card. Because that goddamn card has served me through thick and thin. But I'm like, I'm not staying in this spot because I'll get it. So I pull out of the spot. I find another spot with no meter. Now I'm just parked next to the street. I mean, not next to the street, on the street, next to the park. It's a fine spot. It's fine. There's no meter. I'm fine. I'm like, this is great. Perfect. I don't have to worry about my card, whatever. I get into lunch. And it turns out that the reason the parking meters would not activate is because today is better. So it was free. It was free parking. So I was running around like an asshole trying to figure out why these parking meters weren't working when I could have parked at either of those spots without paying for it the whole time, which was anyway. So then we had lunch and then I was leaving. And as I get in my car to leave, there's nobody in front of me. So I can just pull out of the spot, except as I start the car, a giant, you know, those gigantic pickup trucks where you're like, I don't get why a person would drive this. Where you truck. Like, need like a ladder to get in. Exactly. Backs into the spot right in front of me, right to like, like, touching yeah like basically kissing the front of my car so now i'm like you couldn't wait 12 seconds for me to pull out of the goddamn space you son of a gun but anyway that was my that was my big adventure of the day was was finding parking but so now i'm still getting over the booster shot but i do feel boosted and like ready to rumble you know yeah i we must be eligible, if not now, soon. Um, I, and I keep saying this. I have to, like, look into it. But I think part of me thought that somebody would be like, tap, 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 like, time for your booster shot. But I don't think it's going to work like But that. they didn't even ask me. Like, they didn't even yeah. say, like, what makes you eligible? How old are you? Are you – I guess that's not totally true. They, I, had to, I had to give them my name, and they put my name into the thing. So they knew how old I was. And I guess being – Well, they probably saw your vaccination record, no? I had to have my card with me, yes. Yeah. Um, but whatever the case, it felt like just anybody – there was lots of people in there doing it. And there was like a line of people. It was also funny because I, I got the shot. And then the woman who was dressed as a nurse was like, can you just st- hang out for 15 minutes? You can shop around the store, but don't leave without saying goodbye to me. Aww. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like whatever you say. 
but I did. I stayed and I was just like hanging around in a in a goddamn CVS. Like, what are you going to do? You know, um, but finally I was like, OK, I'm leaving. And she was like dealing with other. She's like, and you are. <laughs> well, but no, but that was what was funny was like she was dealing with other people. So I was like, OK, bye bye. And then I just started walking away and then I hear her all the way behind me. And she goes, OK, bye, Sean. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, so that was my big uh, that was my big adventure for the week. And also what's funny is I was talking to somebody the other day about I forget even about what, but it is like that is the big adventure for the week. And like that is where I'm at right now, where one thing in a week is Woo. that's my whole life. Like that's all right. that's all I got. You know, otherwise I'm just here, I'm working, I'm watching TV, I'm exercising. Other than that, I have no interactions with the world. Um, so yeah, onward and upward. But I guess final final thing I'll say is it, it infuriates me that we are in a situation that we're in with the vaccines, that it is continuing and getting worse in some ways. I mean... I listened to the New York Times, which is, you know, (laughs) fake news, obviously, but I listened to the Daily today and they were talking about how in many places around the country at this point, first of all, any public health officials have become the have started to bear the brunt of tremendous resentment from people, anger, fury. It's the same thing with, you know, like with the school boards and the election officials, like people are viciously attacking these public servants for doing their jobs and for having expertise of any kind. Right. Um, And in a lot of places they have started to pass laws to make things more difficult for people in public health positions to take action during public health crises. So if other things happen going forward, which we have to assume that they will, uh, these people will be will be hamstrung because of laws passed by Republicans. Well, and then people will be mad at them that people are dying. Like, they're in, like, a nice lose-lose situation. Which is why a lot of people have left mm. their positions. And now the other thing that they talked about what's happening is people are being hired not for their expertise, but for their political positions about vaccinations and public health. Like, in other words, this person might not have experience, but they are anti-vaccine. And so that's all we need. To have the job. You know, the yeah. county commissioner, who's a Republican, wants an anti-vax person in the public health official job. Um, they were talking about somebody in Boise, Idaho. And, of course, I'm partial to Idaho. Uh, but they were talking about somebody in Boise, Idaho, who was just hired as, I can't even remember what, but some pu- some important public health position who described vaccinations as needle rape. That's what they are. Um, that's the other good thing about the right is they're very good at messaging. messaging. Excellent. So anyway, that's my checking in. Yeah, I... Um... This isn't my checking in, or maybe it will be, maybe it will transform. We'll see. We'll just we'll just do some jazz, baby. Oh, but yeah. I think I've mentioned it before that I'm going to Omaha the second week of December yeah. to see Jeff's family because we haven't seen them since the wedding. And I'm I'm nervous about 
about flying. I think I mentioned that before, not even really the COVID at all, but just the like insane humanity of it all. Um, and I haven't been really anywhere. And Jeff was saying, he's like, I want to talk to you about this. I don't feel super comfortable about it, but I wanted to see how you felt. But his dad wanted to buy us tickets to some like concert in in Omaha while we're there. And um not to that guy who just had all those people killed at his concert. Yes, that's what Jeff's dad is super into, Travis Scott. Um yeah. no, but but he was like, I'm sure it's Omaha. Like, I'm sure people aren't wearing masks. I, mm. I think the infection rate is pretty high. Like, uh, there's like a lot of things that um, just being in L.A. the whole time has been a little bit of a bubble. Right. Because there are people who don't take it seriously, but it feels like the majority. In L.A. Yeah, do. Right. Absolutely. So, I think so um. I don't know. I, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird and wild. And you're in this weird position where you don't want to be the pain in the ass. Is like, um, sorry, we don't mingle with the people of Omaha. Right, right, right. But it is a legitimate concern to be like, I don't know if this is safe. Right. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we definitely want to get our booster shot before that trip for all of this re- these reasons, but mm. um. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird wild times. And I think we're both okay telling them like you guys go, we'll stay home. It's not right. you, it's us. <laughs> no, I mean I, I just bought a ticket to fly to New York for Christmas. Um and I don't know why. But for some reason, whenever that happens, I'm always bad at knowing when I just bought a ticket for. I guess because it always, when I'm doing it, the window always shifts while I'm doing it between. Oh, like for best price? Yeah. Like I'm like, I'll I'll fly out on this day. No, this day. And I'll fly back on this day. No, this day. And back and forth. So right after I bought the ticket, my mother texted all of us and was like, we're going to get tickets to see this uh whatever the show is, come, 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 come away here. Come, come, come away, come away. Something like that. And some show Broadway show. And she's like, we're going to get tickets for that. Is this, are these dates? Okay. And I was like, sure, fine. And of course it was the exact date when I had already bought a ticket to leave. Um, so as soon as she sent that, then I was like, Oh, now I have to shift to another day. I mean, it just was, giving myself way more work than, than necessary. Um, But I was absolutely thinking about that of like, it's going to be weird to fly to New York and it's going to be weird to go to a show in a with a lot of people, you know? Um, Although again, like you were saying about LA, I feel the same way about New York. I feel like people are probably on average more, conscious more aware more likely to be more vaccinated yeah i don't know what the theater's uh policy will be i'm sure i'm sure you have to be it would not surprise me yeah because that would be i'm sure there's like the the performers and stage manager unions stipulated like they they don't want to be unsafe in their work environment right um 
but it's still going to be weird to deal with all these people at the same time. That's what we were talking about lunch, at lunch today. Is like, you know, one of the people I was with, the person not who lives in Studio City, the one who's always late to everything, was like, I get to a point where I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, okay, I'm done. We, we're done. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I have to stop because I have not been social with anybody in so long. Totally. I I mean, I've, the couple, I mean, I've had social interactions with people and it it feels very junior high is the best way to describe it of like, is this how people talk? Like, what do I bring up? Like, my job's good. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm doing an impression of a human being on some right. level. No, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's very junior high. I, now, anytime I'm talking to a woman, I snap her bra. <laughs> that was a big thing. That was a big problem in my junior high was people doing that. We had to, the guidance counselor had to sit everybody down one day and say, guys, you have to stop. Oh, I'm sure that was, that really solved it. (laughs) But I also was like, what are they doing? Like, I didn't even, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, no, but just the extreme self-consciousness of junior high, the like, yeah. I mean, luckily I've always been so smooth socially that I barely notice a difference, but yes. Sure. Yeah. Right. Being extremely self-conscious is kind of a new thing for me, you know, uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun going forward. So what else is going on, Amber? Mm. Uh, are you going to go to the Henry Dorley zoo while you're there? Probably not, but we do go often. Um, it is like it's like a funny thing within our marriage where um Jeff has like a chip on his shoulder about the Omaha Zoo, because I guess it is like the best zoo in the nation, but I don't know who is ranking zoos. Like I don't know what we're talking about. Who monthly ranks zoos every month? Oh month. Month. there month. you go. Month. Um but he's always like, take that, San Diego. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't have a dog in this race. Rocks can suck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good zoo. Yeah. It's a zoo. It's weird. We're That's only going up for a few days. So, What's up? Uh, we're only going to Omaha for a few days. So I don't. I truly don't know how much. I feel like it's going to mostly be hanging out at his parents house it's gonna be cold you know recovering from the concert right that's the other thing is i know i need to get like a good winter coat because i don't have one Mm -hmm. but like today you were outside it was like 90 degrees (laughs) and so it's hard to be in the mindset of like Need to buy a wool coat. It's also a pain in the ass because those things take up space mm-hmm. in your apartment. And, and they're expensive. On the plane. Like yeah. bringing your coat. I mean, I don't know. So I'm in a situation where because my folks live out east, a few you years ago, coats I was there. Well, I was there and I didn't have a real great winter coat. And one of my brothers was like, I have this one that I barely have worn and I got a new one. So do you want this? And it was amazing coat, like beautiful, perfect, fit perfectly, incredible. And I was like, great. So I put it in my parents' closet and it's just there whenever I go back there, cut to 
a month ago and my mom is sending out emails like there is a black coat in our kitchen in our in our front hall closet it whatever it is needs to get it out of there and i was like jesus christ like well did you talk to her about it yeah 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 and it's fine but like i don't know it's just why like i was like okay i'll put it i'll because they they knew that it was mine it just has been there for so long that apparently she was on a rampage of cleaning like, stuff cleaning, out and yeah. got like oh what the hell is this doing here who's is this why are they leaving their shit in our house right you know? and uh i was like i have to put a, a like, like write a note like a, a note and leave it in the pocket like, like do not concern this belongs to me i have left it here because i will return at some point and it will be of use to me thank you for your consideration but then when you get off the plane, are you freezing or? Yeah. And it takes usually three or four hours for me to get from the plane to Ugh. my folks house. But I'm like, I would rather freeze for those three or four hours than deal with having it here and bringing it to the airport and carrying it on the plane with me and all that stuff. It's just much easier to have it when I get there. You know, um, I can be a little chilly for a few hours. I don't mind that. I cannot. <laughs> Fair enough. I um, I had an interesting thing happen today. This isn't like a fun story, but it's what's Perfect. coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I take Smudgy for a walk at like six a.m. every day, mm-hmm. and um, like on the corner where we live, there was um an unhoused person laying next to their shopping cart with all of their stuff on on the ground, um, very close to the street. And something about the tableau kind of worried me, but I also was like, what am I going to do about it? And, um, And then cut to, I take him for his walk at like 11 a.m. before lunch. And the person is still there on the ground. You know, that's five hours later, right? Did I do the math right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And so now I'm worried. Now I'm like, okay, there there might be a dead person on the street. And what do I do? Because I don't want to call the cops. If this person isn't dead, like, I don't want to create problems for them. I, but I do want them to have help if they need it. Um, so I, I truly was at a loss. Like, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to just ignore it because that feels wrong. Um, so I came home with Smudgy and I was like, hey, Jeff, this is what's going on. And he was like, oh, that's not great. And he was like, I'm going to go check on on the person. And I started sending out texts to people that I knew that had sort of some like political, social, community knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, hey, who do I call? Like, is there even a service for this? And the unanimous response was like, call 911, but ask for EMT, not the police, or or ask for the fire department. Um, And I didn't even get to that step because Jeff texted me and said, he's awake and he's walking around. So he just slept in. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it was worrying, truly. Yeah. It was worrying. So did he just wake up or did Jeff go like? I think he just woke up. I don't think Jeff even like talked to him. But by the time Jeff went to him, he was like moving around. Right. So I looked hysterical for no reason. Right. <laughs> but um no, I've, yeah, talked about that. I've talked about that on this show before where I called 911, got the AMTs to come because I was walking home at two in the morning. And it wasn't just that the guy was passed out on the street. It was that his head was in the gutter, like his body was on the sidewalk and his head was backwards into the gutter. So it looked like it really looked like he was dead. Yeah. You know? It doesn't look comfortable. Right. And it also looks like you could hurt yourself that way and somebody could come driving up and not see them, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a hard thing to figure out because you don't want to make a problem for this person. Right. Make but sure. I also don't want to be someone who's just like ignoring people and who need help. I, I, one thing that I like to do is just yell out like there goes, and then like name a famous person and see if that's oh, like, Tom Cruise, Starrow, and yeah, see yeah, yeah. if they, you know, if they notice or like, you know, hey, look, it's Eric Estrada, mayor of the Christmas parade this year. <laughs> Every year, right? Um, Every year, I don't know. I just saw. No, I, I just it feels like the perfect name <laughs> for that. He's definitely uh, doing it this year. But and I guess a more fun neighborhood conversation is on Sunday was the LA Marathon, and I know that kind of affects where you live as well. I didn't even, I didn't even know you're right, but I didn't even notice it. That's how much I get out of my house at this point. We it's you know a block away from my apartment, and so all of a sudden that closes, and it it doesn't affect us that much. I mean, because again, I don't leave the house very much, but it affects it in the sense that all of the cars that wanted to go down sunset are now like speeding through my sleepy neighborhood yeah. and, um, and are mad about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but anyway, I was taking smudgy for his walk and I completely forgot about it. It's Sunday morning. What's going on. And, um, so we're just going for like a normal long walk. We went the other way. We didn't go towards sunset. And so I wasn't even thinking about it. And then I saw, we must have gotten closer and I heard people cheering or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, right. It's the marathon. And so I said, Smudgy, we're going to the marathon. And we walked to sunset and we watched it for like, he was good. We stayed there for maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. And he was looking at me like, why are we standing here looking at the street? Like, I'm so confused. Um, were there, was anybody coming by while you were watching? I think, I can't prove it, but mm -hmm. I think we watched the first, like the number one elite racer go by. And then a little while more, there was like one more. And then like, basically the groupings grew. And right. then- by the time we left, it was like, it was, um, more normal, but, but, uh, one of the groupings. It was just like a stick with pipe cleaner legs. That was probably the person in the front. Right. <laughs> um, the, one of the like groupings of regular people, I'm calling them, they, they had, a, you know, how they have runners who have like a, they're pacers. So they hold a stick that says the time that they're running, which blows my mind. Like how, how do you know 
it, it reminds me of the joke from Arrested Development where he's like, I've got a natural sense of rhythm. Like he just naturally knows that he's running three hours and 40 minutes. But I, but think, I figure those people look at their watches, right? Don't they? I guess that could be part of it. Yeah. But um, it just feels like a lot of responsibility to hold a stick. and They know the angle of the sun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Looks like it's got another 25 minutes before it hits the longitudinal. Yeah. But but this group of normal runners, I'm calling them. Again, I think their time, the pace card said 340, which for a marathon is an incredibly fast pace in my book. It's like two minutes a mile, basically. Is that true? Yeah. That... Three hours and 40 minutes uh-huh. is 220 minutes. Uh-huh. Divided by two is 110, and a marathon is 110 miles. <laughs> right? Um, um, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate, but it's still, it's still pretty fast yeah, no, for a fast. very long amount of time. Yeah. And it's impressive. And um, I got, like, emotional a couple times just, like – Seeing families cheering for people. I don't know. It's cool. It's a cool yeah. thing. And it's crazy that I've done it before. It, it That feels like a different human. In your being. living room. Because I, I can't even like walk a couple blocks right, right now. Right. But um, yeah, time and bodies, it's all very strange and, and elastic. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about uh, with somebody about when I did two half marathons over 10 years ago now, one of them being the Miami half marathon and how funny it was that like, you know, it's, it's a long, people spread out. Like you, you, you start very packed together with a lot of people. And and some people go, yeah, over time spread out. And so there I was in the Miami half marathon and I don't, I don't know for sure. It was probably pretty humid, right? <laughs> well, that was one of the things I was talking about. was like, we were like, oh, we're going to Miami. It's going to be so hot while we're down there. Cut to us in the pen, getting ready to start at 530 in the morning. It's 40 degrees and pouring, pouring rain. So we're soaking wet and freezing and the race hasn't started yet. Um, but at some point, I was by myself who knows where I was in the middle of, 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 you know, Miami, like just back roads somewhere. Why were you doing the Miami? Like, were you spending time in Miami or was that a destination for the race? It was crazy. Well, no, what happened was a friend of mine who sadly her mother had been diagnosed with terminal cancer had decided that she was going to deal with that by, doing all these half marathons and raising money for, for cancer. And so I said, I will do one of these races with you. And the one that ended up working out time-wise was the Miami half marathon. But then after we scheduled all that, I coincidentally had the San Francisco, uh, some sketch show up in San Francisco where we were going to go up and do ASCAT. So it was like I had to fly up to San Francisco on Thursday, do ASCAT Thursday night, fly to Miami on Friday, do the Miami half marathon on Saturday morning, and then go back 
fly back to LA. <laughs> it was just insane. Uh, and as I recall, there was, as I was in Miami on Friday night, there was, or no, sorry, it was in San Francisco. There were two fire alarms in the middle of the night. Wow. So it was like just no sleep for 72 hours. Anyway, that meant that my half marathon pace of an hour and 25 minutes was a little bit lengthened than, you know, it was longer than usual that I, but the point is, it was just funny to me that there were, you know, sometimes they have like bands playing at these things and, you know, just like a real party atmosphere. Right. This one, (laughs) this one at some point, the entire cheerleading team from the, I don't know what high school in Miami was just standing there. And the way the num the bib numbers had your name on them. So my name, Sean was on the front of my chest and I was just by myself running through this back street of, of Miami and there's these high school cheerleaders doing all these cheers for Sean. And That's I just so thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Like, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, um, Jeff and I, we still laugh about it because when I did the Malibu half marathon, mm-hmm. um, you know, it it starts at who knows, like six or seven a.m. and um we had rented a house in Malibu. It was like for my birthday and Tess and I ran the marathon and we had a house with a a hot tub. The whole point was I wanted to run a marathon, come home and go in a hot tub. Champagne cocktails in the hot tub. Yes, exactly. And, um, and a half marathon doesn't take that long. I mean, everything's relative, but point is, we ran the whole thing, got back in our car, and got back to the house in Malibu by like ten thirty. Right. Like it's still morning time, like and I got home and um, cocktails now. Yeah. Well, and I was like, I just did a half marathon. Where's Jeff? Like mm. he thought I was going to be gone for like five hours, so he went for a walk. He went to the store, and I was like, "It doesn't take that long." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, "In my head, a marathon is like an all-day thing." Mm-hmm. He didn't know how fast you were. He he didn't have faith in how quick. Like you were. lightning. Yeah. Speedy, speedy. Um. All right. Well, cool. So, should we do parting shots? Sure. You go first. God damn it. Oh, I watched um, episodes three through six of La Brea. And? I don't remember much, but it is great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty spectacular. It is a silly, silly, funny show. Um, I just, I love, we did this last week, but it's still so funny to me to just be like, look, the plane crashed, so there's no way we're getting out of here. But can't we take some of the parts from the other plane and fix the plane we have? Yes, let's do that. Cool. Get in the Jeep. We're going to drive over to where the plane is. Why are we driving over to where the plane is? So we can get the parts and fix this other plane. Oh, we got the parts. Can we fix the plane now? Yeah, let's use these parts to fix the plane, and then we can get out of here. I also find it really funny that they keep talking about how they're down here. Like, it's the same place. Right. But because they fell through a sinkhole in their minds, it's we're we're just going to be down here forever. 
um, and the light in the sky, which is where they came through. It's like the tear or something. It, well, they don't explain it. It doesn't totally, you know, I think that's one of the things this show hinges on is like, it's okay to not explain it just how is. it works. Yeah. yeah. But they immediately know that once that light disappears, they're stuck down here forever. Right, right. No, there's a lot of like, they all just get on board with logic. Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm hoping, because um, I watched it with um, my sketch team, The Truth, and um, Karen, who you know, had us all write down like theories of what we thought were going to happen. That's <laughs> funny. And, and I really want, um, I don't think it's actually going to be in the show, but I really want for them to explain that dinosaurs didn't go extinct. They uh-huh. just fell down a different, like, La Brea tar pit hole. Like so there's they're just, living like, in the past from the past? There's just, like, layers of pastness. It's all a liar cake, me so. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think that would be fun. Yeah, I, I, that would be. I mean, I just, anything you predict is probably going to happen because that is how that show works. Um, but it is, it is funny. To watch, by the way, the the woman who plays the, I mean, it is, whatever. Everybody has their mysteries, right? Like, we kind of know a little bit about the relationship between the cop and her son, who's a drug dealer, and apparently the cop maybe. And thank God he's a drug dealer, because they could perform surgeries, because they've got all this heroin. (laughs) As long as it's not laced with fentanyl, and yeah. But she, uh... She killed the father, I think, right? Like oh, yeah. She killed the father who was working with the son. The father and son were selling drugs together, and she killed the she killed the father. And she's like, it had to be that way. It had to be that way. That's right. just how it had to be. But I that actress, her name is Karina Logue, and she is the sister of an actor named Donald Logue, who people would definitely recognize he's been in a million things. He was the original MTV cabbie back in the nineties when they used to do promos with this crazy cabbie. I don't know if you remember that at all, but they were like MTV promos where he had like big thick horn rim glasses and he was sweaty and he wore a wife beater and he was just driving a cab and he, they were just promos for MTV and that was kind of his first big thing. And then he's done a million other things since then. Um, And he was in a show called Terriers, which was actually a really cool uh, show about two private eyes, one of whom being him, she played his sister on that show. Uh, That show was created by Sean Ryan. Who's the guy who created the shield which is another great show, but Terriers was great. It only lasted one season for whatever reason, because probably because it was called Terriers, which is a terrible name for a show and doesn't explain what the show is about at all. But the thing I love, whenever I see something about her or about him, he was in, he was also in the movie, the Patriot he had a big part in that movie. The one about Mel Gibson being a revolutionary war. Hero. Being a Patriot. Yeah. 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 He was a Patriot. <laughs> um, but the thing that I think is cool about Donald Logue is he had this successful career as an actor. And at some point he was like this, and I don't know if this is true. This is just what I've heard that he was like, this business is bullshit. And he moved to the Pacific Northwest to drive a truck and he like drives 
a logging truck in the Pacific Northwest now because he That's was cool. like, fuck this, fuck this place. I think after Terriers got canceled was when he was like, this is doesn't make any sense to me, so I'm out of here. Um, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with her character and her son and, you know, the, the tribe of people that lives down right. there and puts up little weird hand drawings and sacrifices and, you know. Ugh. And the, the, like, cult sisters. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see more about them. Right. That they got kidnapped. She was kidnapped, too, but she's not supposed to talk. and Or, or she's the mom or, like, there's something weird. Who knows what's going on. Right the psychiatrist who wants to kill himself. The other two guys. Every episode, I'm hoping that like the finale, he just is successful. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, all right. So parting shots. Uh, I'll go first. Um, and I'll say, well, okay. Here's what I'll say is I'm going to plug, because I just started it up again, I'm going to plug my newsletter that I put out, uh, which is called the Sean Conroy Life Letter. And I did it for about a year, a little more than a year, although I missed some some weeks. Um, I just started it up again because I think because there's no, I'm not performing at all. I'm just creatively frustrated. So I just wanted to put something out. I mean, you know, there's a million reasons to do these things, but, um, so subscribe to my, go to my website, subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, and then I'll plug a couple things that I plugged in the newsletter this week, which is there's a show that is on, uh, it's on epics, the epics network, which is not one that anybody ever no has. One has that. Yeah. Uh, but I somehow had it a few years ago. I think it was because it, was, it used to be like the AT&T network or something like that. And because I got my cable service through AT&T, I had AT&T for a while and then it went away. Whatever the case, season two of a show called Condor has just started up and it's season one was great. And we'll see what happens in season two. Um, it's based on the movie Three Days of the Condor, which is a great old Robert Redford movie from the seventies, uh, where he plays a CIA, uh, like an analyst at the CIA who goes out to lunch one day and comes back to the office and everybody in the office has been murdered. Oh my God. Got to figure out what happened and why it happened. And, you know, so it's like a great, like thriller type mystery thing. And they turned it into a series and the series is, is actually really good. It's got, uh, William Hurt is in it and, Bob Balaban and Mira Sorvino. And, oh, wow. Uh, Brendan Frazier is in season one and he is outstanding. Just really, really great. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing, uh, I've been reading this book and I haven't finished it, but like as I read it, every chapter is just resonates intensely. The book is called On Tyranny, and it's by a guy named Timothy Snyder, who is a historian, a professor of history at a place called, a college called Yale. Hmm. Um, and he, basically it's lessons to be learned from the 20th century and authoritarian regimes. And it all resonates so hard with what's going on in politics right now and the stuff that the Republican Party and Donald Trump have been doing over the last 
I mean, really the last 50 years, but particularly the last five years or so. Um, and those things are, I think, not getting better. They're getting worse. Like, not electing Donald Trump did not solve the problem, obviously. You know, um, it just kind of shifted the direction of it. So anyway, this this book is filled with uh, ideas, but also some solid, you know, do this kind of stuff. Um, so worth, uh, worth hot sharing. tips. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it actually has a section called parting shots. In, in the book. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So parting shots, Amber. Yes. My parting shot mm-hmm. is, yeah. oh, I'm watching survivor. Jeff and I are watching survivor on, Wednesday. yes. On, on Wednesday nights. And, um, it's fun because we watch it as it airs. And um is there a different way that you could watch it? Is it can you watch it while it's not airing? Well, what I mean, I'm not we're not watching it like on an app the next day. We're not like DVRing it. We can't pause it. Like we have to have dinner done and on our couch. You at guys this have time. a very specific setup where you have to be pedaling the bike to get the yes, electricity yes, to work yes, on the TV. No, but it's notable because we don't watch TV in that way for any other show, basically. It's all just like on demand or recorded from live or um right. but there's something fun about it. I guess maybe because it's novel. I'm I don't know if it would be as fun if we had to do that, but you know like it's on and, and there's, it, it's happening now. There's no like no. looking at your phone. There, like yeah. we take commercial breaks to go get a snack because that's all we have. It, it's actually it. yeah. happening now. And it's, there's something fun about that. Um, and it is a pretty good season again. It's in a bucket during the show. If you really have to go. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that it's like a beggars can't be choosers and we're probably just excited to have anything, but I'm enjoying the season quite a bit. So check out. I never, I never got into any real, like on a regular basis, never really got into any reality shows, but I did watch a little bit of survivor at one point. And I do think it's like an artfully constructed show. Like the way they set it up is interesting. And, you know, it's like, here's the puzzle, the problem, the game, the thing you have to solve for tonight's episode. And meanwhile, there's all this other stuff going like, on as well. Well, and there's, there's just interesting. <laughs> I'm laughing as I'm saying this. Cause I'm like, the pro- I could just see a producer being like, yes, yes. That's what we're intending. Like she's saying exactly it, but it's like this, like glimpse <laughs> into humanity on some level. Like I know it's a very small sample size, but, um, and it's the humanity that wants to be reality TV. So. Right, 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 right. It's it's not it's not a perfect one to one, but there there are um, four black people that have made it to the top ten, like the the final ten, and that's notable. I think in the past, casting wise, there was maybe like one a whole season or. Um, Anyway, it's notable and they are excited about it and want to work together, which I'm excited about. But then I'm also like, oh, no, now it's white people versus black people. Like, 
Which, by the way, was a pitch that they had on a season. No, they did it. They did it. It's a real season. Of Survivor? Yes. There's there was a a white people tribe, a black people tribe, an Asian people tribe, and a Mexican people or a Hispanic. How long ago was that? A long time ago. It was a bad pitch. Like it was a bad like because it's like what what is because what I was going to say is that was a pitch that Trump had for The Apprentice for a long time. He wanted Ugh. to be whites versus blacks because, you Ugh. know, he would have loved to be in the middle of that, you know. Um, and that but, never- but like, I also get that they want to work together and they're excited because they they're like, if I don't win, I want you to win. Like, it all makes sense. And they want to lift each other up. But also it, then it makes it literally... Us versus well, the good thing is that's not really an issue that's happening in the real world right society, now. society, yeah. So it's not something that's ever going to have repercussions. Of right. That's what I mean about it being like it's it, it, a it's slice a of life, the world. but yeah, yeah. so different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing that we forgot to mention is that this... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a champagne toast. <laughs> Uh, we did 52 episodes up till now after we restarted the show. So as of this episode, we're starting a brand new season of the long shot. This is season 15. Wow. Episode one of the long shot. And it's yet onward and upward. Yeah. I mean, what shows have lasted 15 seasons? I know Gunsmoke Survivor. Gilligan's Our Island. are so arbitrary, especially at the beginning. It would well, be like six episodes and then it would be like 30 episodes. <laughs> well, here's a question I have for you, because one thing that I have had a discussion with people about in terms of like podcast seasons is it does sometimes feel like it's good to go into a season and being like, this is how many episodes we're doing. We're building towards something as opposed to what we just did, which was like, we're just going to do it for as long as we do it. And that's how long we do it. And then all of a sudden it was like, that's 52. Okay. Let's start a new season. So should we make a determination right now of what we're aiming towards for this season in terms of number of episodes, which means that we can have a mid season episode and we can have a a wedding. (laughs) There's a wedding, like, you know, like, Right, that we have a big event with casting and stuff. Like we blow the budget. That's the other thing about La Brea is we saw those those uh, glow in the dark saber tooth tigers the first couple of weeks, and we have not seen anything yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just waiting for when they when they you know held off on locations enough that they built up the budget enough to see like a mastodon or a stegosaurus. Well, there was a giant sloth. Right, 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 right. There was who ate the candy bar or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Um, I don't know how how many. What do you think a good season is? Three hundred episodes. Wow, that's more than we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Six um, years. Uh, okay, let's do it. No, 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 no. I think we should we should set a we should set a reasonable limit on the number of episodes. The normal number of episodes for. Old school TV series was what twenty two or twenty three episodes, so that feels like something in that area makes sense, you know. Okay. That we would do. So why don't we say twenty three episodes? Perfect. Season Michael 15. Jordan. 
Season 15, episode one of 23 is in the can. That's a wrap. Roll the production card, and we will see you next time on The Long Shot. Bye. I got it in my box, I've been faulty And my laces have always been torn